into another episode, another special episode of No One Asked Us. Uh, I am Logan Lee. For those of you that are watching on YouTube and you can see that Craig Show is not with me today, I am joined instead by a good buddy of mine, Rob Witzel. Say hello to the people, Rob. Hello, people. <laughs> it's good to have Rob. I will explain why Rob's here in a minute. Uh, but real quickly, just want to remind everyone, uh, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff, all of our social media, at No One Asks Us Pod. Uh, I'm at the Logan Lee. Um, we just hit, and this is a, a milestone for us, we just hit 100 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, so Rob, you're here to celebrate uh, with the pod. Um, okay, congratulations. So thank you. Thank you to streamers for coming down behind us. It's great. Uh, onward and upward, as they say. Uh, but yeah, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, if you, give me another favor too. If anybody that's listening to this on Spotify or Apple, if you could go to our YouTube and like that page, that would be awesome too. Uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, goes a long way and we really do appreciate it. As I said, this is a special episode. Craig and I are technically on a hiatus from the show. Uh, we've done an emergency pod last week, Illinois basketball related, and we will continue to do those as things come up. Uh, but I did have somebody on today, uh, and we have a few things we, we want to talk about. So, um, Rob Witzel is a good friend of mine, and you are now officially a published author. How does I that am. sound? Like when, when it, somebody says that to you, like, has that like sunk in yet? Uh, it's still a little surreal. I think, um, you know, being someone that's looked up to lots of different authors growing up and, um, still kind of feels weird, but. Uh, wear it with a badge of honor for sure it's very cool so the book we're going to talk about today rob's very first book is called super penguin um very excited i was very excited to receive this in the mail i got my my early copy um i was one of the the first per people to purchase your book i think yeah. um and uh so very i was very excited to read it i read it this week loved it uh it was a whole lot of fun so rob and i are going to talk a little bit about the process of writing a book like this um, and then at, towards the end of the show, we have some other things we're going to touch on to um, more movie centric stuff like that. But so first off, Rob, um, this book, as I mentioned, is called Super Penguin. This is an idea that you came up with in high school. Is that correct? That, is that the it idea is. here? So tell me, like, how did this process happen? Like, how how did this little drawing that you did in high school turn into turn into like a, an actual published book that people can buy on the internet? Like, how does this happen? Yeah, so I guess it would have been 2005, 2006 just, um, you know, I was sitting in study hall at Danville High School, had a whole list of other things I probably should have been doing with homework that my teachers are probably cringing if they hear this, that I wasn't doing those things I was supposed to do. And uh, Instead, I, I turned to the back of my notebook and just started doodling. And over time, doodles became characters and characters became a little silly comic strip that I just uh, doodled for my friends and uh, would share them. At the lunch hour was right after study hall. So I'd show them what I did and have some laughs. And um, because of the laughs, I'd do it again the next class and the next time. And um, just kind of something that I just did for fun. And um and that character kind of never, never really left me. It just sort of was something that I always enjoyed doing. I would, when I would see my friends from high school, we'd kind of joke about it every once in a while. They might even pull out one of their old drawings that I gave them just as a, as a gag gift. And um, so it was kind of part of me that, that never left. And then uh, as time went on, you go through college trying to figure out exactly what you want to do. I had, you know, goals and ambitions and none of them involved um, writing a book and, and the super penguin character but I uh, was always in the back of my mind and uh, got got through college and was working um, with McDonald's and met my wife Haley through McDonald's and while we were dating um, just kind of talked about it talk, talking about high school was talking about this drawing and and these characters and you know hey someday down the road be kind of cool to turn it into a book I've kind of dabbled with it and played with it a little bit but never really took it seriously and and she just instantly became Super Penguin's number one fan. I mean, she was all about it. And, oh, my gosh, this looks great. You should do this. How fun. And I'm really encouraging and I'm excited about it. So I took it a little bit more seriously, but never really, you know, put forth a, a, a strong effort for it. Just kind of if I had some free time, I'd play around on the computer and write some things. 
Um, then I kind of had this, this moment. Um, I was actually in a car ride with, with a boss of mine at the time, um, driving to Decatur. And I kind of had this, this conversation going that, you know, I think we've all had conversations we just don't want to be a part of, but you're stuck in the car and you have to be a part of it. Uh, I don't know if we were talking about exactly, I think Bitcoin and that was getting started and you know, all, all the excitement that came with that. Um, and I just remember kind of thinking to myself, kind of in a moment of prayer, just, man, is this really what I'm going to do the rest of my life? Driving to these meetings, talking about things I don't want to talk about. And, you know, I kind of felt burnt out with my job and, and kind of as that moment was happening, it was a total, you know, goosebump uh, God moment, but um, pulling up next to me, I see Clifford the Big Red Dog and, and Emily Elizabeth and all these other scholastic characters. And, and it, it was just so fast. Like, as I'm thinking this, these characters show up and all of a sudden, all the feelings I had about Super Penguin kind of came back and it's like, okay, like if that's not a sign that I should at least pursue this and try this. I don't know what is. And so I started taking it more seriously and a lot of late nights and lots of cups of coffee, um, typing away at the keyboard. And a couple of years ago, I had my first draft. Um, and then from there, kind of went through the process. One of my best friends, Cindy Peck, uh, English major, um, helped revise it and, and edit it and, and fix all the missing punctuations and misspelled words and um, and then was ready to, to turn that into a publisher and then kind of went grew from there. So I want to get more into the nitty gritty of like how this came to be. Cause you just, you just said a lot of the backstory, uh, sure. but for those that are listening to this um, briefly, just kind of give a synopsis of who super penguin is um, and kind of what his story is about. Sure. Um, so anyone who knows me knows I'm a, I'm a big superhero fan and, uh, all the origin stories that, that we've seen throughout the years. It's it's sort of like that, but it's in a world sort of like a Zootopia or a lot of the Disney movies were kind of animals and do people things because people aren't around. Uh, so it kind of merges those two worlds. Um, you know, Super Penguin just kind of, it's his origin story. I don't want to give away too much for someone right. who wants to read it, but, um, you know, there's a, a big bad guy and, and, um, but the, the good guy, super penguin is, is trying to take down. And, uh, I, I mix a lot of, you know, I, a lot of my humor in there, a lot of homages to other, um, superhero characters, some of the, some of the same like superhero tropes, like, you know, a name that's alliteration, like Peter Parker, or Bruce Banner, there's characters like that. I tried to, you know, as often as I could, um, kind of incorporate those little types of touches in there just to, um, kind of reference the, the superhero world as much as possible. I could definitely tell. I, I definitely noticed a few. Uh, Howie, Howie the Duck uh, was was one. Howie the came... Mallard. How... <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> Howie the Mallard. That way I don't get sued by Marvel. <laughs> Correct. Howie the Mallard. Uh, yeah. I, I mean that was that was great. Just like as a fan of a lot of this stuff too, and somebody that knows you and, and uh, you know kind of knows where you came from. Just a lot of the things that I read in this book, I thought that makes sense. Um, it was also kind of interesting to like read it and hear your voice. I think that was kind of how I read it. Like it wasn't an audio book, uh, but in my mind, I think a lot of it, I was, I was hearing your voice. Um, so that was, that was kind of cool to just like to experience that. Um, so you talked about the, where the idea came from and, you know, how long it actually took for you to put like pen to paper and all that stuff. But what is that process like of actually writing something like this going through the process of getting it published, uh, finding somebody to do the artwork, like talk about that process, because as somebody that, I mean, I've never really thought about being an author per se, but as somebody who is interested in like the logistics of some of these things, like how is, how does that process work? How did that happen? And how, how did you like, did you find it to be challenging? Um, I mean, kind of talk about some of that with all sure. of that stuff. Um, so I think before like the nitty gritty part, I think there's kind of this emotional um balance that you have to find um that's tough because in one way you're super excited and very proud of what you what you're writing and putting out but there's also that kind of doubt that comes with it too that does anyone care about what i'm talking about you know i'm in my 30s writing a book about a, a penguin with a cape does anyone care is that weird is it silly Are anyone going to read this um so there's kind of always that that's always conflicting throughout the whole process that was really tough and if you are, you know, 
deciding to write a book to so anyone out there um that's totally normal and and the more i kind of got plugged in with different author communities and stuff online uh, it was kind of nice to see all that that okay it wasn't just me worried about this everyone goes through this uh, as far as the process goes um you know I've, I've been learning on the go this whole time as um kind of firsthand of, of what goes into all this and kind of found there's three different types of publishers um there's the self-publishers that you know write the book and they go through it themselves and they they, they handle everything on their own um there's kind of what's called more traditional even though it's kind of not as used i guess as much it's kind of more for like the celebrity authors um that you know the scholastics the 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 uh the bigger names like that um that are going through agents and going through um book companies to to make their book happen uh, and then there's um kind of a middle ground that's kind of between the two where the investment is is kind of my part and their part with the publisher so dorance you know will will go over the book with me and and I, I upfront pay some of that, but also um, they pay it. when the book comes out, I get a higher percentage than maybe a, a traditional publisher would give out one of the bigger ones. Um, <clears throat> and so it, there's a lot of review and going through with, um, you know, here's how you should write this. Here's some typos, lots of opportunities to change things. Um, so just, the, you know, and then going through things you don't even think about, or I didn't think about of, you know, what size font do you want the book to be? How many, uh, how much space in the margins do you want? Stuff like that, that you sort through. How big of a book do you want um, in terms of height and, and length of the pages? Um, and so all those were just kind of eye-opening to see how much detail really goes into that process that I had no idea on. Um, and then for me, the, the illustrator for the cover work was provided through the, through the uh, publisher. And so they dealt with all that. They sent me proofs of, hey, what do you think? And I could give my opinions on it. The first couple, to be honest, looked, looked a little scary and not what I had in my mind. But, but eventually we were able to sync up and, and you know, really got something that I'm, I'm really proud to have on the cover of my book. Did you have, I mean, you had obviously drawn, you've described it in the past as poorly, um, some of these characters in your past. So like when you actually are trying to describe them to the the artist that's going to put this on the cover of your book, you know, how difficult was that for to, you know, explain to them the idea and then to get it back and, you know, how how difficult was to get on the same page with that person for that type of stuff? Yeah, well, so to, to kind of totally give the vision of how poorly my drawings were, I'd say it's one step above stick figures. <laughs> So it by no means should be considered art of any kind. Um, what's lucky for me is I, I huge pop culture fan. Yeah. And after the first set of drawings that they gave me for the for the cover, it was okay. We're we're way off base. And then kind of okay. Hey, Ducktales, uh, Darkwing Duck, some of these characters that I grew up with, Tailspin with Baloo and and those guys. Um, so I just okay. I wanted to more look didn't look like a Disney ripoff but kind of more in that wheelhouse and, you know, sent them some pictures. And then the very next one I got back was, was spot on. Like that's exactly what I wanted to look like and feel like. So, so, okay. I didn't really explain to the audience exactly who you are and how the two of I, how the two of us uh, know each other. So we've known each other for a long time. Um, we went to attended a sports broadcasters camp, sports media camp for kids in Danville when we were younger at camp that I've mentioned on the show before, uh and then you went to school for journalism correct like that yep. was your background was was the writing side of this so this you obviously draw your inspiration is from the world of, of comic books and graphic novels and that type of stuff so in your mind like when you were originally putting this thought in your head was it a comic book i mean is that the idea that you had or but you knew like, you're not going to be the artist that's going to do this or was your idea always to do the, you know, this type of story with, without the pictures, with it, with, you know, with just the words. I, I toyed around with the idea. Um, and then just kind of the more I thought about it, like, I, you know, comic books, when you, when you flip through the front cover, you see how many different people are involved and, you know, this, it's not one guy wrote it and one guy or, or woman uh, drew the pictures. Yeah. It's, 
it's a team of like 15 people. And you know, I, I didn't have that in my, um, you know, in my, in my Rolodex, the people to, to call for all those things. Um, I think it's something that could turn into that one day. If, if the, you know, stars align, I meet the right people and can build a team that could do that. Would love to see that in that, in that format. Um, but for me, it was, it was more about, um, you know, just trying to do it on my own as much in, in, inside the book. Um, but, you know, you kind of touched on, on the journalism piece and the, um, there are definitely pieces of me from that era of my life and, and going through sports media camp, working yep. for the commercial news with Chad Dare. Um, there's experts or excerpts in here that are, um, you know, fake news stories of that are things going on. And I was able to kind of write it like I did when I worked for the commercial news. Um, the Paul Frost, the main character, he's a sports writer. I mean, that's, that's his job. And, and so kind of diving into that world a little bit and um, kind of get into to put that piece of me in the character. So you really drew a lot of inspiration from not only the world of pop culture and comics and movies, but from also personal stuff, personal experiences, personal relationships. I mean, I don't know that you were, you know, fighting bad guys necessarily, but there, there did seem to be a little bit of Rob Witzel in, in a character or two. Did you feel that way when you were writing it? Was a lot of it based out of personal experience? Yeah, I mean, there's, um, you know, that's, that's all I really can draw on is things that I've experienced in life, whether it's other media that I've watched and experienced, or if it's things that I personally have experienced. Um, you know, there's one of my favorite things is coming up with the names of characters and some of them are puns and some of them are, you know, like Paul Frost, Frost, Snow, Ice, Penguins kind of all go together. Ah, um, <laughs> see, but, but there's some characters that, you know, a little bit deeper, um, there's some biblical names in there that they kind of tie in and analogize their, uh, personal relationships, um, there's a character in there named Rick Boone, and um, he's a police officer, a police dog. Um, Boone, close to bone, dogs like bones. Um, but Rick comes from my dad's best friend, who was a cop, who's you know one of the, the the nicest, most honest, good people in the world that I've ever met. And so, kind of a way to pay homage to him too, naming a character of hey, here's a really really good guy named after a really really good real guy. Um. I don't want to, I don't want to give much away from the, from the book. Uh, but you do, you do hint at the idea of there being possibly more of these. So do you envision this being like a series of, of books? Is that your idea here? You want to just keep building off this character, these characters and this world that you built? I mean, I assume that's kind of the direction you're, you're hoping to go with these. Yeah. So I, I have uh, super penguin two all figured out in my head and about uh, two thirds of an outline scribbled out on on paper and notes all around my office as well as some things typed down um so i'm working on that and you know my my goal is just to to write these as for as long as it's fun for whether it's a, a trilogy whether it's 20 books whether it's spinoffs or whatever um, as long as i have the ideas and it's still fun for me um that that's kind of my goal i don't want to you know i i didn't go into it i, I finished it thinking okay i want to do a second book but I haven't really planned beyond that, but I also haven't ruled anything out either. So when can we expect there to be a screenplay put together for this uh, <laughs> to, to send it off to Hollywood? Cause I was already starting to write it in my head. So, yeah. I mean, if you know someone that, that can write a screenplay, I'd love to partner with him and I would love to see that someday. I, I, uh, that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. I just think it's really cool. I just had a great time with this book, uh, with these characters that you've just kind of created just on your own. Uh, it's just kind of cool just to hear this story, just how you were just in study hall and drawing these characters. And, you know, I don't want to date you, date yourself, but, you know, 10, 15 some odd years later, here you are actually putting it onto paper and it's a book that you can actually, you can actually purchase. So I think it's really cool um i had a lot of fun with it i cannot wait for the sequel um i expect i will be on that waiting list as well so whenever that's available you just let me know all right i appreciate that man thank you when uh how can people uh get this book where can they access this information so the best place to get it is from my website superpenguinbook.com um, anyone that orders that through that way i sign the book personalize it uh throw in a bookmark with it too um 
and, and that way that just kind of the way the contract works out with the publisher too in that form of, of ordering um majority of the money comes to me and stays with the author um dorance publishing has their own bookstore as well online they can order it there um, it's available on amazon although with amazon algorithms you do have to kind of dig for it a little bit um an ebook is available through dorance publishing as well as the google store very cool. Well, I will make sure to link all of this stuff in the in the show notes. Um, if you're on on YouTube, this will be below the video, or it'll be uh, in the notes on Spotify and Apple as well. All the information of how you can purchase Super Penguin, uh, as well as Rob's website, where he has a bunch of information you can go through. You can see some of some of your old uh, artwork uh, yep. that that's uh, you, that you put together. Um, I also got a kick out of now that I've read the book, reading the you know fan castings for the film version of yeah. this that, that some of your, that your wife and some of your friends did. Uh, got a, got a good kick out of that as well. That stuff will all be on your website too. So I will make sure to, to share all that information for anybody that's interested. Uh, again, Super Penguin by Rob Witzel. It's available now. So get out there and, uh, and buy it. It's a great book. I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It's a short read. It's a fun read. It's a good time. So very cool. Uh, Rob, since you're here, you want to talk some movies? Absolutely. Uh, you good? Yeah. Okay. Uh, movies and TV, uh, because you and I are both, as we, we've already talked about the Marvel stuff, the, the Star Wars stuff. Uh, we got a, a Marvel Disney Plus show out on right now, uh, Moon Knight. Plus, we have a, a big release coming up here in a couple weeks, less than two weeks, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Badness, uh, plus some other stuff coming up too. So I think we want to talk about some of that stuff. Uh, kind of preview what's ahead first off let's start with moon Knight. you've been watching moon Knight, i assume you caught up i, I have and up I, to date. I absolutely love it yeah I, it's i can't wait for the next episode to come out and each week on on my wednesday afternoons after work or wednesday evenings Haley and i sit down and watch it and i think my only frustration is the the, the one week at a time model when they they leave you hanging yep. um can't wait for the next one so far how far we've come we you know this whole binging model that these streaming services have done to us and now we're ruined when we can't when we have to wait a whole week i mean my issue my issue personally is the release time that it comes out because i don't get up early enough to watch it in the morning so then i have a desk job so i spend a good fair amount of time on my phone and looking at twitter so i, I it's hard to avoid things so then trying to watch it when i get home is kind of frustrating but um but yeah i'm enjoying it too i think we're four episodes into it and i think there's going to be six episodes total um the 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 turn that they made during that fourth episode was kind of was kind of trippy I, I didn't really see that coming um where they you know kind of flip the show on its head a little bit take it to a different place uh but that's something these shows have done to us already uh wandavision kind of did that um it's kind of par for the course with with the mcu uh but i'm enjoying it oscar isaac is great kind of playing dual roles um i think it's i think it's I think it's entertaining. I, I don't know that it's the best thing they put out on, on Disney plus in terms of MCU stuff. I'm still very much a fan of WandaVision. I think it was probably their best thing they've done. Um, I, I don't want to give too many spoilers away for anybody that's listening to this. This hasn't watched it or hasn't, you know, whatever. Uh, but do you have any kind of uh, predictions maybe on how this end or how this is going to tie into to future things with the MCU? Well, I think that's, what's been most interesting for me for this show is that all the other ones already had that, tie-in built into something else right. whether it was you know falcon winter soldier how it tied in with captain america and he kind of knew where it was going to go eventually um wandavision and kind of telling the next chapter of uh, of uh, scarlet witch and you know her dealing with events from from infinity war and moon knight just kind of on an island by itself not really tied to anything else yet um and so i you know i I know the character from from reading the comic books and stuff and so I, i'm hoping there's some things that happen um i i don't know what exactly they'll they'll take on it i think what's so interesting with this character is is you know what is reality what is right. just in his head um i think there could be potential for like a major character just not existing like in real life so. just being a part of his imagination um and then for people that know the character and know Moon Knight, um, there's, there's, they know that there's a third uh, kind of person in him right. that we haven't seen yet. And so um, 
Will they touch on that? Will that be Moon Knight season two? I don't know, but I think eventually they'll reveal that. But as far as how it's going to tie into the MCU, I mean, I don't even have a good guess. I mean, I think yeah, any anything's up for grabs. Yeah, I think it's odd that they haven't revealed that third personality or whatever you want to, however you want to call it, um, to this point. We're four episodes in and we haven't seen it yet. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know when they will. They kind of hinted at it a couple times. They've made references that might indicate that this is happening, that they will go there, but, but we haven't seen it yet. Um, I would venture to guess that there will, not that we'll see this person, but I think there will be some sort of tie into this character with blade would be my guess is that probably the route will we would we would potentially see this character show up in the future do you think possibly um you know maybe maybe black knight is involved somewhere down right. the line right which we've we've met and we didn't really even knew we met him until the very end yeah. um but he was um uh, in the eternals so yeah i mean i'm interested to see where they go with it i've enjoyed this show um I agree with you at the whole having to wait another week for each episode is kind of, you know, it's frustrating because I just kind of want to see where we're going. Um, but they keep the, the anticipation going. Um, and that's, that's certainly what they're going for. So where do you, I mean, where do you put this show uh, with so far? I mean, I know we're still, we still have a couple episodes left, um, but where do you think you see this show fitting in, you know, ranking wise with how much you've enjoyed the, uh, the other MCU Disney plus shows? Well, I mean, I think I think the worst one I'd rank at a A minus. I just I love everything Marvel puts That's out, true. and so it's you know it, whatever one I would pick as however I'd arrange it, whatever one's in last place is still very very enjoyable to me. Um, it's tough. I, I you know I the more I think it's almost for me the most recent ones are more favorite because it's just fresher in my head. Uh, I loved What If. I loved that one. I think that's my top one. Just because it was so different, and yes. then it, it, at the at the end of it, and without spoiling anything for anyone that's not seen it, one the way that they tied them all together shocked me. I mean, I wasn't yeah. ready for that. I was going yeah. in thinking each episode is its own episode, and, and going from there and seeing how they tied them all together was cool. And then also with you know Doctor Strange movie coming up and and the Sorcerer Supreme Strange. Um, you know this now it's going to tie in with the mcu even a little bit um, which i wasn't expecting going in i always thought it was going to be that one-off yeah. um, type of story and so i loved how they were able to do that um i think oscar isaac's acting too is, is if i had to rank that i think of all the characters that have been on the disney plus shows he's right up there with the best of them if not yeah. the best yeah i agree i agree um WandaVision has been my favorite. I think it was with WandaVision too. It was just kind of the time in my life, uh, still very much in the yeah. heart of the pandemic. And I was working from home and I just spent so much time absorbed into the theories and the what's happening here. Cause it was some, it was just so crazy. Everything they were doing with that show. But uh, I think Moon Knight fits in somewhere, you know, shortly after that for me, I enjoyed what if it wasn't my favorite personally, uh, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed Hawkeye. I don't think Hawkeye was the best they've done, um, but I, I really enjoyed that. Loki, I think, is probably closer to the better ones that they've done in terms of these these series. These series, um, but uh, this, yeah, Moon Knight's been great. It fits right in there with the rest of them. Um, we got plenty more of those coming. So Miss Marvel's coming out later this year, uh, and She Hawk's supposed to come out later this year as well. Plus, I know I think a Halloween something or other, and maybe even a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas thing. I don't know. Uh, they got a lot coming out. Uh, but you did mention uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, which does come out uh, less than two weeks from now. Uh, Cinco de Mayo, basically. Um, May May 6th, I think it's the technical release date. Um, very excited for that. Very excited for Doctor Strange. Um, I know I have a good buddy, uh, Coach Steve, who will probably listen to this show. Um, but I'm, going to, I'm just going to throw this out there. Yes, it's a Doctor Strange movie, but because of how long it's been since we've had another Doctor Strange movie and all the events that have taken place in this universe, this just feels to me more like a WandaVision sequel. Like, that's just how I feel Doctor Strange is going to be. Um, based Just based on everything that's happened in this universe and with this character, I just feel like it's more of a direct follow-up to that series more so than it is to the Doctor Strange movie that happened six years ago. Do you, do you think I'm crazy? Do you agree with me? No, or... I, I would almost compare it to the Captain America Civil War where 
Captain America's names on the title, but it's an Avengers. It's movie. not just his movie. Yeah, and I yeah. think yeah, elements from WandaVision, um, obviously, um, No Way Home. That's going to be incorporated, and then you know I've heard all sorts of rumors of potential cameos from members of the X Men and the Illuminati and Deadpool, Tobey Maguire back as Spider Man again. I mean, it seems like everything is on the table. All these variants of Tony Stark and a variant Captain America, and and all these different possibilities. Fantastic Four might show up. I mean, it's it's going to be. I think in terms of number of characters, I think it could be up there with an end game and yeah Infinity I, War, maybe. I agree um i had a i had a friend text me a few days ago a week or, week or so week or so ago asked what movies he needed to see or what he needed to watch before dr strange and i believe my response was hell if i know like i i, I don't i don't know i i just i don't know what they're gonna do here um you know if you're trying to like catch up on things i mean yeah dr strange would be important but yeah that movie was six years ago and a lot has happened in this universe since then so other than introducing you reintroducing yourself to a couple characters that we haven't seen in a while that'll probably show up again i don't really know how much of that is necessary uh because this as i said and as you mentioned this is more of a direct follow-up to wandavision and no way home and they does look like they are gonna bring in some other characters that may or may not be characters from universes that we're familiar with uh there's all sorts of theories out there for what's going to happen in this movie um big name actors that are going to be coming in to make cameo appearances as characters from other universes uh fan casted characters that may or may not ever show up again in the mcu um i i don't know it's it it's going to be electric i i don't know I don't know how good it's going to be, if it's going to be like best they've ever done or middle of the road. I have no clue, uh, but there's just so much that's going to happen in this Doctor Strange movie, and I cannot wait. Yeah, it's and just to, to add to all that list of characters, um, I think there's like three or four Doctor Stranges that, that <laughs> look like they're going to be in it from the trailer. So I, like you said, I think it's just going to be wild, and I, I don't know that you can pick and choose which movies at this point. I think no. it's almost, you know what, start at Iron Man and when you get caught up, then, then watch it. But, but I mean, now we're so many different storylines and now they're, I mean, they're, uh, they're bringing in the X-Men to some degree. I I don't know how many X-Men we're going to see. I don't know what sort of tie-in it's going to be, but I mean, at what point do we just officially say that is now MCU canon? I I don't know how they're going to do that either. So uh, if you're trying, if you haven't caught up yet and you're trying to good luck, uh, that's all I could say. Uh, Anything I think is, is uh, on the table at this point with these movies, especially what they're about to do with this one. I think it's nuts. Um, yeah, the good thing is if you're that far behind and need to get caught up, it's it's worth it, I think. I think every movie, I don't know. I mean, there's a couple that aren't you know quite as good as another one, um, but even the worst ones are a lot of fun and enjoyable and, and worth the watch. Uh, I have a, a buddy who kind of just got started with it recently hadn't really watched any of the marvel stuff and and he's i think a few movies in now and enjoying it with his family they're a lot of fun they they all they all are i re i rewatched them all several times and there's not a lot of duds um especially the last like 10 or so years there yeah. there aren't there aren't very many um but there's uh yeah there's just there's just so much there there's so much to dissect there's so much to digest um they're a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this one. Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness comes out May 6th. Uh, have my tickets to see it Thursday night and uh, cannot wait uh, for that. Um, we did finally get a trailer for Thor Love and Thunder um, that's supposed to come out uh, in June, right? Is that June or July? July 8th um, is that release date. I didn't know if we were going to get a trailer for that. Uh, I didn't know what they what the holdup with that was. I didn't know if it was some they didn't want to do it because it was supposed to be tied to Doctor Strange. I didn't know if we were gonna it was gonna be like a Spider Man No Way Home situation where the uh, post credit stinger for Multiverse of Madness was going to be the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, which is something they have done in the past. Uh, the trailer looks great. I don't want to say I'm more excited for that movie uh, than I am Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness, but. I love Thor and I love the Guardians. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is still the the original, the first Guardians is still my favorite MCU movie. Um, so getting those characters back again, uh, excited for that. Um, 
it's gonna be a fun year of mcu stuff because we still have after that even another one black panther comes out uh in the winter i think um thoughts on that doc on that uh thor love and thunder trailer Are you excited for I, that i'm just as excited for it i think uh again we kind of talked with dr strange but it's kind of going to be thor plus you know guardians of the galaxy and and some other characters um very excited to see natalie portman back um and and be a part of that and um uh, is the mighty thor i think that'll be really cool um my my one thing that's on my wish list for that movie i want to see beta ray bill I, I, they've hinted at him they've they've touched on him um stormbreaker's already in the mcu which was, was his weapon um i that, that's the, the the one ask i have for, for marvel is to make sure he's in there somewhere even if, i'm okay with a cameo but i think that could be a, a fun addition to the to all that you might get him you might um yeah i i it just seems like more and more we're getting these situations where um nobody has their own movie everybody yeah. it seems like is sharing their movie with somebody else now it's not always the case um Black Widow kind of got her own movie, but it also introduced Elena. Uh, Shang-Chi got his own movie, more or less. Um, Eternals, I guess, but there was a lot of them. That movie had a lot of problems. But um, yeah, Thor Love and Thunder, that's also coming out in July. I'm uh, very excited for that too. While we're on the topic, we may as well talk about some other things that are coming up later this year. We'll kind of call this our summer movie preview. Uh, but before we get to movies, TV show, another TV show that's coming up, um, is May at the end of May, like May 25th, the Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. series. That's going to be a lot of fun. This has been talked about for a long time. Uh, Ewan McGregor coming back, Hayden Christensen coming back. Um, two characters that, you know, the, the prequels got a lot of, got a lot of hate uh, for a variety of reasons and most of them deserved. Uh, but the one thing that people seem to be happy with was, was that character and getting more from Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. So um, very excited for that too. Do you have any uh, predictions, what we're going to see there? Thoughts on that? Well, I think, you know, it's tough to predict that one because there's just so much that could happen. <clears throat> I was kind of going through a list of, you know, all the things that happened sort of at that time. So uh, that, that we've seen in other media. So like the Clone Wars and, and Bad Batch and Rebels, like any of those characters, a live action version of them could show up. Um, characters from Rogue One, possibly. I know there's, I think, a, a Cassian um, spinoff show coming soon. So, I mean, he might, a younger version of him might, or actually, it wouldn't be a younger version, but a version of him might show up. Yeah. Um, you know, Darth Maul, you know, if, if you followed Rebels and um, and know that storyline, he's still very much in play and could, could show up. Um, a young Luke Skywalker, you know, who knows, Grogu, I mean, he's 50 <laughs> yeah. and in yeah. the start of that, Grogu might be a part of this show too, yeah. like he kind of snuck into uh, Boba Fett, but, you know, I'm I'm excited, I can't wait to, to see it, excited that the, the opening day of it is a, a double header with episodes, so that'll be cool, uh, but all sorts of things, I mean, I, I can't even predict anything because there's so many options, the things this... that could show up is it six episodes is that what they're doing or is it even less than that i don't remember i i know it's not i don't think it's a very lengthy series but um yeah i i'm i'm a fan i i like the prequels i like those characters um now those were the characters that i and even you grew up with yeah. um i mean big pod racing guy like i know that phantom menace gets a lot of hate um from from the public and it's it's fair uh it's it's not the best movie but like as a kid growing up with that growing up with the, with the pod racing stuff like i was all in on that man so i i'm in, i'm yeah. looking forward to this I, I really am and they've kind of been hit or miss with their series so far mandalorian was great uh i'm not sure why we needed the book of boba fett um it just seemed like that was just an excuse for them to try and introduce another character but at the same time just like bring back mando for like two episodes i don't know it was just kind of strange i'm not really sure why we needed that um but i'm definitely getting very different vibes from from obi-wan than i was for book of boba fett so well, the best way i've heard the prequels described ever was someone said they're bad movies but really good star wars yes like, really good star wars lore and yes um, yeah, it's kind of the opposite was... for some of the uh the sequel series yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so I think, um, you know, seeing McGregor back in, in that role, I'm super excited. And um, you know, I'll even, I'll even be okay with Jar Jar coming back for an episode or a cameo, you know, just to, just to see, um, just to get more Star Wars is always good for me. I, I'm in. I'm so in. Um, are we going to get, are we going to get two Natalie Portmans this summer? I just thought about that with, she's going to be in Thor. Are we going to see her in this or does she die? No, I know be, she, she, yeah, she died at the end of, uh, but you think the they State, would, so. they think they'll do any sort of flashback with her. Could you see well, that happening? I, be I of, could. It'd be a lot I mean, of Natalie Portman, but I mean, whatever no yes if it's in the continuation of the story she's not going to be there but if they do any sort of flashbacks like yeah i mean i guess my question would be be why did you bring back hayden christensen if you're going to hide him in the darth vader gear probably more flashbacks i would assume right exactly Um, but who knows i mean that's the nice thing about disney is they they share a lot of what's coming but as far as like the story goes they keep a lot of that those cards close to the chest and you don't know exactly what's going to come and there's always surprises yeah i agree uh all right so let's go through some of these other summer movies that are coming up here in the next few months uh some of these we'll talk about a little bit more than others but um first one i'm excited for chippendale rescue rangers absolutely um john mulaney andy samberg voicing these characters is going to be on disney plus in may um not getting a theatrical release which is fine i'll be able to watch this movie at home and enjoy every second of it but love chippendale Love Mulaney, love the Andy Samberg. I think Seth Rogen's in this movie. Um, I'm I'm excited. I, I, it's it's not going to be like the best movie of the year, and it's it's hard to like put this in front of some of these other movies we're about to talk about and the ones we've already talked about. But I'm very excited for Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Yeah, I am too. I get a lot of uh, kind of Roger Rat, and there's a Roger Rat yes. cameo in the trailer, but yes, kind of the vibes of that, just the behind the scenes of these beloved cartoon characters right. and what they go through and and what they what their real life is and um this looks like a lot of fun i think the characters like the lonely island being involved in it uh, will be a lot of fun too uh so yeah that's coming up in may on disney plus um i'm not a big bob's burgers guy but i know you are that movie's coming up in may as well uh expectations for that what are you what are you hoping to see what do you want to see out of that movie i love the show love the dry humor in it i think whatever they put out will be funny and have its moments I don't want it to be a 90 minute or however long it is episode of Bob's Burgers. I hope they can find a way to do something different. I don't know what that different thing would be, but um, just kind of make it special. I think the Simpsons movie kind of fell into that. Uh, It's just an extra long Simpsons episode. Um, And that was years ago. So I think, you know, can you learn from that? Adjust to that? We'll see. But I think that'll be a lot of fun for fans of the show. It's just cashing in on money. Yeah. Um, similar to another movie that's also coming out that same weekend, Top Gun Maverick, um, a sequel to a movie that came out 30 plus years ago. Um, Top Gun's great. Don't know why we need a sequel. The sequel took a long time to actually come out thanks to COVID and other delays. Uh, that's coming out in May. I don't really know what to think, but uh, it's certainly a thing that's happening. Um, the big one for me, though, is Jurassic World um big jurassic park fan i really enjoyed the first jurassic world uh the second i did not uh i was not a big fan of uh, jurassic world fallen kingdom um but there's just something about this one that feels a little different uh i guess it's probably the cast that they're bringing back uh we're getting all three of the original stars from the first movie um I don't know. I, I'm, I'm hoping that this is significantly better than Fallen Kingdom. Uh, I have been heartbroken before, but the trailers look fantastic. So give me all the Jurassic World, Jurassic Park content. Big fan of those movies. Um, I'm excited to see these characters back. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, um, Laura Dern. Uh, with with Chris Pat Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, I think it's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to it. Are you excited for that? Yeah, one? yeah I think that'll be a lot of fun. I've I've enjoyed all the Jurassic Parks going back to when they're little kids, and they you know kind of scared the mess out of me on that first one. And um, but ever since then, I've been a fan of the the series and excited to see. Uh, it sounds like they're they're wrapping up the the 
this trilogy. I don't know if it's all Jurassic Parks or if they're just kind of getting rid of this group, but I'm excited to see the the two um, the two series kind of come together uh, for this one. Nothing really ever ends, true, especially in the world of money making IP. Because I believe, like everything we've talked about so far on this show, has been money making IP. So um, that's pretty much all it's going to be. Uh, another money making IP, uh, Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear is getting his own movie, not the toy. Uh, the character that, or the person that the toy was based off of, voiced by Chris Evans, not Tim Allen. Uh, that's a movie that's happening in June. The first Pixar movie that's getting a theatrical release since the pandemic. Um, obviously, I'm excited. Toy Story is forever my number one Pixar movie. Uh, love all four of them. I also enjoyed Buzz Lightyear Star, Star Command or whatever that was. Uh, do we need Lightyear? No, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I'll be there. Don't get me wrong. I will sure. Yeah. I will for sure be there. Uh, I don't know that we need it though. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a lot of fun. It looks looks interesting. Um, I kind of I was talking with some friends about it. Actually, we we went and saw another movie. And I'm blanking on what we went and saw, but we saw the trailer for Lightyear, and afterwards there was one thing I really wanted from this. I really want from this movie. And one thing I really don't want the thing I really want is Tim Allen in it somewhere. Give him a cameo. <laughs> yeah. Is he light years boss? Anything to, you got to give the guy a cameo. Cause he was buzz buzz Lightyear and still is buzz Lightyear to a lot of people. What I don't want that I'm, I'm just kind of picking up a vibe that I hope isn't there. I'm hope I'm just you know reading into things, but I don't want it to be a, a story. And then at the end, Oh, it's just two kids playing with toys, kind of like a oh, okay. Lego movie. I, I don't want them to try to twist that in there or anything. I want it to be like a real Buzz Lightyear, real guy. Um, and I hope that's what they do. I, I hope that's, I'm completely wrong on that. I thought you were going to go a different direction because what I am envisioning to happen at the end of this movie, whether that's before the trailer or before the credits or after the credits, is that you see Andy and his mom watching this movie on tv or in a movie theater and saying i want that toy or something like that um like that's kind of how i'm envisioning this movie ends not necessarily okay, the way yeah. you mentioned but like mm. either right either maybe they're in the movie theater maybe woody he's holding woody or something like that like i could see that being how this movie ends um you know it's like a post-credit stinger type of thing because you know Disney is if, prone to do that. If at so. any point Potato Head or Rex show up in the movie, I'm getting up and walking out. <laughs> what about Bo Peep? <laughs> Her too. <laughs> RC get, car. You got to get John Ratzenberger's voice in there somewhere. So. Oh, he will be. No, there's no doubt he will be. <laughs> but it won't be as 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 Ham. Or is he yeah. Ham? Is that who it is? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's coming up in June. Uh, Elvis. You excited for the Elvis movie? I am. I th I think. The biopics seem like they're always hit or miss, but it's been more hits recently with, with uh, Rocket Man and uh, um, like a Bohemian Rhapsody. I love both right. those, and so I hope it's another you know version of those that um, with Elvis. Loved Elvis's music. You know, my grandma was a big fan. My mom was a big fan. I've become a big fan. My dog's name is Elvis, so love the music. Um, love to see, love to see this, and so uh, I'll, I'll be at that one for sure. Uh, I just, I hope I was, you're just always a little skeptical that these biopics that yeah. something's not done right or something's completely changed or yeah. someone I'm excited for Tom Hanks as a Colonel though. I think that looks right. just the little pieces I've seen. Uh, he'll be good in that. Right. I, uh, I enjoyed rocket man and Bohemian Rhapsody. I did not think Bohemian Rhapsody was best picture quality. Uh, like it won for the golden globes and it was nominated for the Oscars, but uh, I really enjoyed that movie and, and rocket man really too so yeah i'm excited for it uh minions the rise of Gru. you have any uh expectations for minions the rise of Gru? do we do another one do we need this movie no but it's going to make a lot of money so i can't get enough of those old yellow guys <laughs> i don't know about anyone else i just they're, <laughs> they're funny they're i mean that they get my sense of humor a, a quick story about that i think it's i think it's end of despicable me too there's this like wedding montage and and the, the minions are dressed up. I don't remember if it was Boys to Men or a different group, but they're, they're singing this love ballad in minion talk. And I was laughing so hard I was crying. I mean, in the theater and 
I think I was with my sister who was looking at me like I'm nuts. Um, but the minions, they just, they have a main line to my funny bone. And I, I personally, I can't get enough of minions. I, I know there's some that find them annoying and obnoxious. And do we need another one of these things? But I'm all in on anything. They can make 10 more of them and I'll watch every single one of them. Uh, I, I knew you'd say that. I love the first one. First to pick will me. I, I enjoyed the second to pick will me. I don't, I don't know that I needed more than that, but that's fine. That's not for me. That's, that's fair. Uh, we already talked about Thor. Uh, nope. The, the new Jordan Peele movie that comes out uh, in July. I was a huge fan of get out. Uh, I'm not a big horror movie guy, uh, but get out uh, is one of my favorite movies in the last like 10 or so years. <laughs> Um, I didn't really care for us that much. Uh, it was a movie that after I left the theater, I thought, okay, I probably need to watch this again. And I never watched it again. Um, so I'm hopeful for Nope. Uh, I just think that's a great title for a movie. Um, are you, are you, uh, are you big into these movies? What's your, what's your history with the Jordan Peels? I watched Get Out by myself because my wife refused to watch it because it didn't that's look fair. like something she was interested in and not a big fan of suspense and horror type movies yep um i saw the us trailer uh years ago and said nope at that point (laughs) um (laughs) way too freaky for me and uh you know i i acknowledge that they're they're great movies i I thought get out was a lot of fun or not fun but a lot of you know it made you think and was an enjoyable movie um but you know nope i just i I won't see it i mean i just it's not my type you know i'll be at the minion movie instead during that time (laughs) (laughs) totally fair uh and then the last one that does come out uh july 29th uh bullet trade um that's the brad pitt movie uh a lot of action um i don't really know a ton about that movie that trailer's been out for a while though it's it's not really at the top of my list but i I know it's gonna bring in a lot of people uh have you seen much for that movie have you You uh, honestly i hadn't heard of it at all until you kind of gave me the rundown of things you want to talk about i watched the trailer i'm like holy smokes this looks like a lot of fun yeah um kind of like john wick with with some laughs is kind yep. of the vibe i was picking up and yep. i love those movies and so um so yeah i'll probably if i if i get a chance to check it out i might um i kind of keep a list of you know movies i want to see in theaters and then movies when they're on black friday sales i load up on those instead of seeing the theaters it'll probably end up being a black friday movie for me yep. in 2023 or 24 whenever it's at its best deal but it looks like a lot of fun and something i'd enjoy um yeah i'm the same way i mean i i have i keep a running list of all the movies that uh, i'll get to you mentioned one that you saw this week uh, uh sonic the hedgehog 2 um, oh man loved it i i loved it i a lot of fun i think ben schwartz is perfect for that role yeah um you know i grew up and what's funny is <clears throat> my you know as you know my parents own restaurants and and th- when they were saving up for those restaurants um you know we they, they did a lot of saving and so like when everyone else was playing n64 and and moving up i was still on my sega genesis and, and playing a ton of sonic and sonic 2 um yeah. so sonic and tails and knuckles have a special place in my heart i love seeing um them on the big screen now and in, in, you know in adulthood and um a lot of fun i love there's so many little things and little uh, homages to the video games and just you know, when, when Sonic drops his ring, it rings, it makes the same noise that it did in the video game yeah. or, um, you know, seeing Knuckles climb the side of a, a mountain when that was kind of his special ability doing that and gliding in the, in the game. So there's little, little nuggets of things that you see. And if you play the game, you're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. That probably means nothing to, you know, someone that didn't play those games. But, yeah. but for me, it was a lot of fun teaser for for sonic 3 looked exciting so i'm excited for that and um although i'm I'm a little worried with the jim carrey news that he's retiring and does that mean he's not going to be back for number three can you have sonic without robotnik i don't know so million dollar question um i saw the first one i really enjoyed it haven't seen the second one yet it's one of those that i know it's coming out on paramount plus in a few days so or a few weeks uh so it'll probably just get watched on there uh, love Jim Carrey in the first one, at least. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Can you do a third one without him? I don't know. Uh, I didn't really prepare you this, but I'm going to ask you this question anyway. Why don't video game movies rare? Why do they rarely ever succeed? What is it about video game movies that 
don't translate historically <laughs> translate well to the screen well I, I think it's the stories of video games like we love them so much like zelda has always had a great story to it and so not only are you competing with every other movie that's out you're also competing with the story of that video game it's like making a, a movie based on a book i think there's always going to be people that loved the book more um you know some of the better video game movies that have come out recently you know sonic didn't really have a story it was run sideways jump on things and you have a boss at the end that you have to beat and so to incorporate a story into something that didn't really have a story i think works really well um whereas you know resident evils for example have a really compelling story when you play the video game so you can't just redo it because that's going to be a problem so you have to find a new way to tell the story in the same universe but i think that's kind of that'd be my answer for that is that why De detective pikachu was was really good because i love detective it, pikachu i, I, I did happy. too <laughs> i mean detective yeah, I mean, pikachu really... is its own thing but it's not universally known and it was yeah. kind of its own had its own following but so when the movie came out it was kind of something tying in these characters that you were familiar with but with a new kind of approach to it so yeah that's probably there's probably some truth to to what you just said so that makes a lot of sense uh, all right are there any other movies or any other tv shows coming up this summer that we didn't touch on that you wanted to mention something about that you're excited for or did we hit on all of them i think we hit on all of them i, okay. I can't think of any on top of my head or my son Parker, Bluey season three can't come soon enough to Disney Plus. <laughs> We've watched season one and two, no joke, probably five or six times, and he's only five months old. Um, so we're we're excited for when season three's happened on their side of the world. Get it to Disney Plus. I would say your viewing habits change when you have a child. Uh, granted, I don't have a child, but I'm learning that as somebody that enjoys a lot of this stuff that it's really not all that much different so you know you're, you're last probably, month, you were probably watching bluey anyway before parker was born <laughs> the last month is where it shifts because he's kind of more noticing things and paying attention and how old is he now colors uh he just hit five months on the 16th okay so my nephew uh just is turning two here shortly and some of his favorite movies are the lion king shrek um uh moana and frozen and i mean so we already have a lot i mean these are the go. same things that i watch all the time so <laughs> i mean it's easy for me to just hang out with him we watched shrek all easter weekend it was great uh love shrek so uh would i'll take that any day so hopefully Absolutely. i'm sure i'm sure parker will be the same way with uh with all your favorite movies too yeah he's already seen shrek a few times uh gone through shrek shrek one and shrek two we've watched a few times i haven't got to three or four yet how about muppet babies oh um i i love the originals we haven't really i mean he just i don't know if it's the colors or what but certain shows he's just really grasping onto and certain shows he's not but saying talking about shrek reminded me we got a puss in boots sequel coming out pretty oh soon. that's forgot a, about yes, that one forgot about that that looks exciting yeah is that this is that the same because i thought they were rebooting shrek with different studio right was it the case know. like no imagination is that the people that do minions isn't aren't they rebooting it at some point i don't know i don't know if that's happening when that's happening um whatever it's neither here nor there uh but yeah love shrek love love puss in boots shrek one and shrek two are two of my favorite animated movies of all time um all right i think that's gonna about do it for us i think we hit just about an hour on the on the dot so that's kind of what i was shooting for on this uh rob thank you for joining me today thank you for coming on um once again super penguin it's out now uh superpenguinbook.com i will link that below for anybody that wants to check that out um go buy go buy super penguin support it so that we can get a sequel because i want a sequel so the more books that Rob sells, the more likely we are to get a sequel. Is that correct? Is that how that works, Rob? I think so. Or just the amount of free time that I, that I can muster up to, to sit down and do it. Um, I will be at some area conventions as well. Oh, yeah. When um, are you doing I've, these? So 
Um, the, the only recent one in this half of the year will be PopCon in Indianapolis. Okay. June 3rd through 5th. So I'll be there oh, um, in Artist Alley. So if you're in the Indianapolis area, come see me. Uh, I'm going to talk a little about the book, get you a signed copy if you don't already have one. Very cool. Yeah, I will make sure to link a, a lot of that information uh, below as well for anybody that's interested and wants to check that out. So Rob, again, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, loved the book. Glad we got a chance to chat about it. Um, I love hearing about this stuff, hearing about this process, hearing about the logistics of it. Um, cannot wait to team up to put this to uh, make this a screenplay. And um, it can be my first feature. Um, and then after I have success with it, then I can finally go to Disney and say, I can, I'm ready to remake Brave Little Toaster now, because that's what, <laughs> that's what I want to do in my life. That's my life goal is to do a CGI remake of the Brave Little Toaster. So maybe I'll use your story as a launching pad to help you pen the screenplay. <laughs> and then, uh, we, maybe you and I can partner together to do a Brave Little Toaster. Uh, yeah, sounds good, remake. man. Well, thanks. Thanks again for having me. Big fan of what you guys do on the pod. Keep doing it. Appreciate that, man. Uh, love listening to it. It's on my iTunes uh, download every time you guys do one. So uh, big fan. Keep it, keep it up. Appreciate that. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, this has been another special episode of No One Asked Us. Uh, as always, give us a like, a share, a subscribe. Follow us on all of our social media at No One Asked Us Pod. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm at the Logan Lee. Uh, he's at not underscore Rob underscore Witzel. And then, of course, my co-host, Craig W. Cho, you can follow him as well. For Rob Witzel, I'm Logan Lee. Uh, thanks again, Rob, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.